crazy. I'm so glad. Yes, but your episode with Adri was wonderful. So, I'm and so thank glad. you, Adri, for. Oh being a part of the episode while I could not be there last week. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, she did great. It was a very fun conversation. Yeah, it seemed like it. So that's awesome. But Liz, how are you doing? Bro, I'm great. How are you? I am also pretty dang good. I am a... I bought a air conditioner with my boyfriend (laughs) today. So I am adulting (laughs) hardcore. That is summer. Oh, God. It's just like, it's only like 82 degrees here, and it feels like I'm living in an actual volcano. I don't know why it feels yeah. so bad, yeah. but it just does, man. I get you. I get you. Oh, it's rough. We were wanting to go floating this weekend, but then we were like, oh, wait, the rivers are still closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, it's still middle of June. <laughs> It's also really high and fast, and we just didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I... And when Floating season is almost here, and that is so yeah. good. It's usually, so, so like, mid-end July. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's You got, like, a month. You can make yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You can do it, so... Um, well, I am signing a lease tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah! So many adult things in our crazy. lives. Crazy! I haven't ever signed, like, a real lease, so... Yeah. Um, they've all been either temporary or... With people like, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be moving in the next couple of weeks, which is terrifying. I'm living but with exciting. a boy. <laughs> a boy! You should probably explain that. Oh, bit. yeah. Um, as... Every single episode we've ever talked about, I've talked about my friend Nick, um, but his lease was up at the beginning of August, and I don't like living alone, so we decided we were going to room together. Uh, it's going to be great. We are very good friends, and we're also co-workers, so we're pretty much going to be around each other 24-7. Hopefully they won't get sick of each other. You know, I'm sure it'll happen at some point, but it's we're going to okay. live in a bubble of denial until then. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Yes. But unlike my parents and grandparents think we are not together, we're not dating, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a whole thing. But yeah, we are very excited. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, Anything else exciting from this week that I need to know about that I missed out Uh, on? Just a lot of getting ready for the wedding. For Paul and Deb's wedding. That's right. We have some friends getting married at the beginning of August. Very soon. It's like less than 40 days. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. I'm so excited to go to a wedding and get get a little tipsy and (laughs) dance a a lot and dance pretty poorly. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I was just talking to Paul about it, actually, but like, Literally, my dream career is to be a wedding videographer and wedding photographer. And, Mm -hmm. like, they're basically letting me film their wedding. And I'm not going to charge them because it's my first one and they're my best friends and whatever. And I just need it under my belt. But I'm actually really excited to do it. That's so exciting. It's so cool to take career steps like that. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, they're going to be pretty chill about it because, you know, like, it's my first one and they're my friends. But it's I'm so excited to, like put it together and then I will have something to show to book more weddings and oh, yeah oh, I'm so excited that's so cool I'm yeah. so excited to see n- what it ends up looking like your video it's gonna be so good I'm so ready yeah. <laughs> that's awesome anyway well um speaking of career moves what are we chatting mm-hmm. about today buddy well uh to go a little bit into what I've been doing this past week I uh recorded all of the vibraphone for my debut album uh, of completely, yeah, of completely original music. And yeah, so this past weekend, partly why I was so freaking busy was because I spent like a total of 20 hours in a dark room by myself recording vibraphone over the course of like two and a half days. Um, yeah, it was super intense and it was a ton of work, but it's like the first official recording step, uh, in my album, which is so freaking exciting. Uh, and, uh, 
Yeah. And so this is just a really big creative project that I have undertaken. And I've undertaken many creative projects before because of my career as a freelance musician and also as like a audio editor editor and media person in general I would say and Liz has also done lots of her own creative projects and today we just thought it was timely to talk about how we stay motivated and enjoy doing personal creative projects for ourselves. because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of self-determination and nobody's telling you to do it and so it's kind of it can be hard to figure out how to take your first steps into it sometimes. So that's just kind of what we wanted to dive in and talk about today. Yeah. Um, it's Rosie and I have a lot in common if you guys like haven't listened to the podcast before, but we have a lot of very similar interests and we're both very creatively activated people and we like to make art and we're going to kind of talk about why we do it and how we do it and how, we're trying to use our creativity and things like that in our careers and like the steps we're taking to get to that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just dive on into it. Yeah. I have a question for you. Awesome. Um, so I guess this is kind of a big deal. Like your album releases, I would, I would call it a big deal. It is um, a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and we are relatively young. Like we just graduated this year Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of quote unquote big artists kind of wait a while to get their footing before they release a kind of big project like this. So Mm -hmm. why do you think you're doing this now? And why, like, have you waited this long or why do you think that this is the right time to be doing so? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And you're right. Like it's a lot more common for people to release a single or an EP uh beforehand and I've definitely like before they do a full album is what I mean and like you said we are just like right out of college and I'm kind of like hitting the ground running um I think for me I started I've been songwriting since high school well even before in middle school but I would write just like really goofy weird songs in middle (laughs) school yeah didn't we all yeah um (laughs) But as far as like more serious, actual full out songwriting, I started that middle of high school and have continued it through college. And I started playing my music in a band uh, halfway through college. I was not playing vibraphone and singing, which for any of you that have not seen my Instagram or any of my content before at Rosie.CQ, just a little plug there. Why not? (laughs) Uh, I do a ton of stuff for vibraphone and singing that's vibraphone is like my singer songwriter instrument right now and so when I was in this band in college where we played my music we did not I did not play vibraphone I played the guitar which I am not very good at but I did it and I'm I am very mediocre at guitar I will not say I'm good at guitar (laughs) but um okay well thank you that's very nice of you to say Mm -hmm. uh So I started playing my music then and I got lots of really awesome feedback from people of just saying they liked the songs. And if I had a place, if if I had a place where I had the music posted or had recorded it, they would definitely listen to it. And so that was a couple years ago at this point. So I think that initially sparked me wanting to create an album or recordings of my music of some kind at a more professional level than just like a couple of random YouTube videos and um, which there's nothing wrong with recording your music for YouTube. I've also done plenty of that, but I just knew that I wanted to present my music really nicely. And uh, as college went on, my mallet and voice stuff just became a way bigger part of what I do than I could have ever imagined even just a couple years ago. And it just became clear that I had a lot of songs by the end of really by the beginning of my senior year. And I kind of just started telling people as they were asking me where they could listen to my music I kind of just started saying, 
oh yeah, I'm going to record an album next year. <laughs> like, right, yeah. I'm just, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't, it's not like I had a complete plan for how it was going to work. But basically every time I told somebody that I was going to make an album, I just thought about it a little bit more and a little bit more. And ideas started coming to me about how I wanted to structure it. And at first I did say like, oh, I'm going to release an EP or an album, you know, kind of giving myself that uh, little bit of wiggle room before I fully decided what I was going to do. But it just became clear to me that I really wanted, I had a lot of songs. I have, I have like probably 15 songs that I play like regularly and not all of those are going to go on the album, but I knew I had enough music to fill an album and I started to see how thematically the songs could go together and I couldn't really imagine them being in an EP format or releasing them as singles. So I just got really excited about playing with the the audio format and length of an album and having it be more of a concept album and less of just a collection of songs. And so I think as just a piece of like wisdom about, oh my God. Sorry, my phone went off. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, back to what I was saying. Uh, I think just as a piece of wisdom to how to like get motivated to do projects and is to tell people that you're doing them and Mm -hmm. have some kind of accountability from other people. Like if you have other people in your life that are excited and want you to see and want to see you do these projects, if you let them know that you're doing it, suddenly you have another person in your life that you're making it for just besides yourself. And that I think was a really huge reason that I am fully going to make this album in 2020. I think if I had just kept it to myself this whole time and had it been more of a secret for whatever reason, it wouldn't have really worked. So, right. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of answered your question. I know that was really long winded, but uh, I just basically I'm doing it not because it's necessarily like what I feel like I have to to do but I just want to do it like I just want it to be a full album and I don't want to play it safe just because that's what people normally do so right um you brought something up that I kind of want to talk about yeah um so you're you were pretty open with sharing your music either like in person or on social media or whatever Mm -hmm. say there's a person who has all these cool ideas and has songs written or whatever and doesn't share them but still wants to do like an album project like this Mm -hmm. in terms of like accountability would you tell would you say like tell someone write it down for yourself what kind of like advice would you give to that person yeah, that's a really good question because like you said, I am really open with sharing about my music and about my art and whatever, you know, whatever else I'm doing. Um, I would say it doesn't have to be to like a mass of people you share it to. Like maybe even just share it with your best friend. Like, hey, like I'm going to do this project. And I think just putting it out into the world in some capacity just makes it more real. Like, I think that's why people always tell you to write down your goals and dreams and not just keep them in your head because there's something about putting language to your goals that makes it so much more powerful and almost tangible. Whereas if you're just thinking about it, it's so much harder to grab onto. So yeah. yeah. So maybe to, so maybe it's just to a friend. If you don't want to share it with the entire world, that's totally cool. Maybe it's to your mom. Maybe it's to your brother. Maybe it's to your journal, but I think just somehow getting it out of your head and into the world is really impactful. And I think, I mean, I don't write music. That's not my specialty. (laughs) But I think with any type of art, I guess my piece of advice with that is just like, don't be ashamed of it. Like everyone has to start somewhere. Don't hide it. That's the whole point of art. Like I always, I studied film in college and 
the discussion that we always had in my film classes is what's the difference between journalism and art? Because, you know, my kind of specialty in filmmaking is more documentary style stuff. And it's, where's the, where's the line in that? Like, mm-hmm. where, what's the line of you are a journalist and you are a filmmaker? Yeah. Um, and I think my kind of overarching argument for that was art is supposed to invoke a feeling. Mm-hmm. And if that's the main purpose of what you're doing, then you're doing it right. Like you, if it's a feeling for you, if it's a feeling for someone else, if it's a feeling for a specific person, like no matter what you're writing for or making art or creating anything for, just put it out there. Cause that's the whole point is to get someone to look at it and have them feel a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, if you're not getting like feedback about your art, because I think, any like budding creative that does anything with social media you have the times where you share something and you think it's really really awesome and you're excited about it or maybe you're not even sure what you feel about it and you kind of hope that you get some positive validation about it from sharing it Mm -hmm. uh and then you get zero response (laughs) because uh it happens happens. yeah because and it's for a multitude of reasons like maybe you don't have like any kind of following yet um because you're just starting out maybe people just missed it maybe the algorithm screwed it over and nobody saw it literally because just it didn't go onto people's feeds um you know it could be like so many reasons and I think that's where you have to remember too, like just the fact that it's your art made you feel some kind of way. You know, it doesn't have to be just about how the art makes other people feel like art can be for you too. And, um, and I know that's, that's what you were saying. I'm just like elaborating and driving home that point that while I do think it's important to, I mean, if you want to be in the creative field at some point, you have to share your art. You can't just keep it to yourself. But um, but if you're just starting out and and your art is really only impacting you for a while, like there's nothing wrong with it. That is so powerful yeah. and magical and awesome. It's so healing that way. Yeah, it really is. And yeah, and like I don't like releasing stuff unless I'm pumped about it too. You know, like I hear I hear like um, YouTubers and stuff talk about it a lot where if they, you know, think of it like if they edit a whole video and they can only sit through half of it and then they're like bored with the rest of it, then like they're like, I don't want to release this. Like yeah. no one else is going to like it if I'm not passionate about it. And Definitely. Um, yeah, that was kind of a tangent, but just <laughs> made me think of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if. Just make stuff. That's that's the overarching theme of this episode. Yeah, just <laughs> make stuff. And um, yeah, and I think, I mean, I, I talked about it, I guess, a tiny bit as far as like where the motivation comes to make stuff. Because I think sometimes people don't know where to start with that, which is understandable. Um, but I think, like I said, sharing with people that you're doing things um, and that you're creating art that you're excited about. Just seeing other people be excited about it too gives me so much motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if you had any other like ways. I know I definitely have a couple more, but I'd love to hear about like ways that you stay motivated to do your and like your more personal projects, not like the things yeah. you have to work for work or whatever. Yeah, but. we're gonna get into that a little bit, but. Yeah. So I consider myself a uh, photographer slash videographer slash editor slash graphic designer slash overall creative person. Yep. And good job title. Thank you. Thank you. That's on my business card. (laughs) Um, And I noticed, um, I mean, I, the job I have now, one of the jobs I have now is I am the lead video producer for campus and mm-hmm. for the University of Montana, there are a lot of rules involved with that. We can only use certain colors. We can only use certain fonts. We can only use certain music, blah, 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 blah. And that's, it's, while it's like what I love, because I love to film and I love to capture memories and mm-hmm. uh, I just love the overall video editing process, um, it's kind of constricting because there's only certain things that I'm allowed to use. Mm-hmm. And so 
earlier, was it, I say about a month ago, um, I was kind of feeling a little, I guess, writer's block in a way. Um, I wasn't really motivated to do anything of my own just because I was so stressed with work stuff and school stuff. And I just, I wasn't feeling it for myself. And then I was scrolling through Instagram one night and came across, once again, Nick Barr. And <laughs> he had just released this like super short, like three minute guitar song. And it was just a video of him playing it. And it was literally like a light bulb went off in my head. I listened to the song and I was like, I can use that. I can make something from that. Mm-hmm. So I texted Nick and I was like, hey, this is really beautiful. Um, can you send it to me? Can I use it for a film? I have an idea. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, go for it. And so um, I ended up filming this super, like, I, would, I wouldn't call it a music video, but like it went along with the song. And it was basically just a bunch of super simple shots of plants. <laughs> and it was the most invigorating thing I've ever done because I just took my camera out, went to the park by my house and walked around in the rain for an hour. I listened to some mm-hmm. music. I listened to that song like every once in a while while I was out there just to like get inspiration. And so I think the biggest thing I can do is like collaborate with someone you know or collaborate yeah. with someone you don't know or just you know like, yeah go for it find something that inspires you whether it's a song or a photograph that you want to try to copy that's another big thing especially on TikTok like someone's like oh this person did that I'm gonna do that now like that's totally yeah, fine that's true. art is so collaborative and it's if you can't find inspiration yourself like look at other artists and see what they're doing and try to use it and put your own spin on it. Yeah, I think that's so key and so important, both collaboration and just getting inspired by other people. And I, that second one, how I would add to it that I think this is so important is to not only be inspired by other people and take inspiration from other people, but also practice being open to inspiration. And what I mean by that is that sometimes I think we get ideas and we're really, really quick to judge our own ideas a lot of the time, especially when there is so much art and media in the world and we have access to all of it all the time. It's really easy to get an idea and be like, oh, well, someone's already done that or that's not very good. That's not very original. Yeah. Um, like it's I like I have those thoughts and I have to actively fight against them. But if you practice being open to the inspiration that comes to you, I think it can be really, really fun to dive into the things that your brain wants to automatically say, like, that's not a good idea. Because how do you know if it's not a good idea until you actually follow it through? Yeah. Because art is like I mean, I Liz, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like when you were making that film of the rain and the plants, like you had a vision for it in the beginning, but you don't know what it's going to look like in its final state really until you get to the end. Yeah, definitely. And and so that's kind of how I feel about these ideas that we're so quick to shut down is that we don't we're just shutting down the very seed of the idea, but we have no idea what it's going to bloom into. Like, unless you follow it and give it the time. Because, like, art takes time. Art does not just, like, pop out of nowhere like Mm -hmm. people seem to think it does. (laughs) Like, all art, whether it's visual or audio or just anything, it takes time to put together. And, uh, and good artists don't know what they're going to come up with right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. you just have to trust the creative process. And so I think once you practice a couple times, like actually diving into those ideas that you want to shut down right away, you'll find ways that you can make it original, even if it did seem unoriginal at first, or you'll find like a certain angle on it because you see something else that inspires you and you can add it to that idea or things like that. And uh, definitely, yeah. So I just, that's something I think about a lot when I'm trying to continue projects and, (laughs) and sometimes you follow it and it turns out horrible and you hate it. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, you know? Yeah. You're not going to love everything that you create. Yeah. Although I will say that, after you have done some creating for a couple 
years. Uh, yes, years. It does take some time to get to this <laughs> point. I find that it's amazing how many times the projects you've quote unquote thrown away end up coming back and helping you. Like for me in songwriting, it might even be as simple as there's one lyric that I wrote in this project I throw to throw away that ends up fitting perfectly into a new project. Or maybe there's a chord progression I really loved, but at the time what I was writing about didn't make sense or something, Mm -hmm. but then it will pop back into my head and again, make sense with this new piece of inspiration I can put with it, you know? And um, so that's really cool. And I would, I would say, yeah, sometimes you do hate the work in the moment, but all creative work is good work, even if it doesn't automatically lead to a final product. Definitely. And throughout my four years of college, you know, I went into film school thinking that, you know, I was going to work in Hollywood. I was going to be on these big sets, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And throughout my four years and working on sets, I decided I hated working on sets (laughs) because I don't really flourish in narrative filmmaking. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm, my struggle is coming up with new original stories. Um, So that's where I kind of realized that like, oh, maybe I'm a documentary filmmaker. Like I'm more drawn to capturing memories and the nostalgia Mm -hmm. of what's already happening and capturing that in a cool way rather than, you know, writing a script and hiring actors and working on sets. And so that's where I kind of found my love of weddings and things like that and events because, you know, that's already happening. I didn't really have to come up with that idea per se, Mm -hmm. but I can think about different and unique ways to capture the bride coming down the aisle or the groom getting ready or anything like that. And so I have a, like I'm more drawn and I'm more motivated to create things that are unique in that way, rather than Mm -hmm. coming up with an original narrative story. Yeah. So you got to just find your niche, you know? Yeah, totally. It's all about finding your niche. And I think that's also just like, a perfect like metaphor to what I was just talking about as far as like like you're just your whole journey in life about how you find a job or how you find your significant other or really anything important in your life is so much like the creative process to me because you just you're just like taking the next right step all the time and some and sometimes the next right step is a wrong step like i'm not saying it's like every yeah. good idea it's just like the the next thing you decide to do it's it's really i feel like creation of like art and projects to people can seem really really overwhelming but really it's just about making a choice and then making another choice and then making another choice and sometimes going back to make a different choice but a lot of times just continuing on and seeing where it leads you just like you did with school you know because you thought Mm -hmm. you were going to go one direction but you just kept taking steps to find out what maybe your more true calling is within your career which is so cool definitely definitely and that's why I love the job that I have because it's like oh I'm interviewing people I'm basically my job is making um, promotional videos for the university in different departments Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of the same thing like oh the head of the department will come in and we'll do a talking head interview and we'll do some b-roll over the top and some animations Mm -hmm. but um, working with my animator her name is Cece she's I literally call her Wonder Woman because I'm obsessed with her she's cool I know her too yeah she's she's so she's so great she's so hardworking. Um, but her true passion is stop motion she loves mm-hmm. doing stop motion animations. And so she's been finding cool ways to incorporate that into our work. Which oh, has been so, so cool. fun. It's been so fun to see her like come up with these cool ideas and implement them and explain to me how she's going to make it seem professional and have the University of Montana look and branding to it. And just like being surrounded by people who are passionate about what they do is super important to me. Yes. And people who can communicate that to me. Cause like, I don't know when I think University of Montana branding, I don't think stop motion, but she somehow has like figured it out and she takes metaphors. Like there was this one video we're working on for the um, Department of Public Administration and Policy, which is like the law school kind of. Mm -hmm. And we filmed this interview that was half an hour long. And the lady talked about how um, public administration is like a tree and the leaves mean this and the trunk is this and the roots is this. And Cece somehow 
made a tree out of the words that she was talking about and made it three-dimensional and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen and so so like yeah and so collaboration is huge like I've said multiple times but Mm -hmm. also being surrounded by people who are inspired by what they do can also inspire me yes yeah and it's it's um it's interesting because obviously you know when you say that you also want to be one of those inspired people that can inspire others absolutely and I think it's just so cool though like how it's so obviously this interconnected web of of artists and makers and creatives feeding off of each other's energies because sometimes you just really need to take that energy from other people and by getting that energy that causes you to make and create and that energy can now be given to other creatives and other people in the world that need it. And I think it's just this, not to get too hippie or whatever, but like, I think it's just a really cool cycle of creative energy that is constantly happening in the yeah. world. Yeah. Which is, I just, I get so pumped up just thinking <laughs> about it. So the example that comes to mind talking about that is you and your 22 cover. Yeah. Because that is something that every 22 year old ukulele player does. Like they always cover it. Dodie covered it. Who is like my idol. I love her. Um, But Rosie took it and one didn't do it on ukulele or guitar and two made it completely different and like put her own spin on it. So like it was, yeah, she got the inspiration and the idea from another person, but made it unique. Yeah. Well, thank you. That means so much to me, (laughs) but yeah, no, it's, and I think just just a last little tidbit on this subject because I have another thing I want to ask you, but okay. is um, I I also too kind of back to the idea of like shutting your ideas down before you even have the time to really pursue them and see what they could turn into. I think it is so uh, it's a waste of your time to get caught up in feeling like you need to create something completely original and that you're worried it sounds too much like somebody else's work. Obviously, if you're blatantly copying them, then yeah, don't do that. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is the world of media is so oversaturated right now. There's so much. You could never take it all in. It's not possible. And to a certain extent, when people say that nothing is completely original, I like do believe that to a certain yeah, extent. No, absolutely. You know, um, but on the other hand, it is completely original because it's you doing it mm-hmm. and nobody can take that away from you. And that's like your superpower as being a creative is that nobody else has had your life or your brain. So definitely, I, I would just say if you're if what's holding you back to like start and continue your projects is because you're worried about creating something that sounds uniquely you like it'll happen eventually you just you just have to do it you just have to go for it and not get caught up in that absolutely no matter what you do it's gonna be you yep wow good see that's like good wholesome merch content Um, so diving back into what I wanted to ask you about, we've touched a little on this, but as creatives who are fresh out of college and right now we're both working in our fields, but we also have a long way to go in both of our careers. And so the line between what is work and what is personal, um, for, as far as our creative projects can get really messy sometimes definitely, and a little bit overwhelming. And so I'm wondering what you've been like, is there a way that you delineate a difference between work and personal projects? And why is it still important to you to continue doing personal projects, even though you do have a job where you're working in media and in video? Yeah. Um, So I guess the hardest part with that is like, what I would normally say to that is like, do work on certain days and personal projects on other days, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because we've been working from home and I've been sitting at the same desk for three months. Um, That was kind of my thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to work Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. 
I'm going to do personal stuff weekends and Tuesday, Thursdays, Mm -hmm. which worked out great for a while, but then work picked up and I actually went four hours over my payroll limit last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, it's just, it's a lot of stuff getting done. I'm the lead producer. We just now hired a second producer. Nice. So I have been like stressed out of my mind doing this one project and we're not even halfway through the summer. Mm-hmm. And so doing work stuff kind of overflowed into my personal life and I could feel it. Like I was so stressed out about stuff. I hadn't uploaded a YouTube video in weeks. Um, yeah. That's kind of my goal. I was talking to Rosie about this earlier, but my goal for 2020 is to hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Like it's yeah. not, yeah, we'll see what happens. If it doesn't happen, totally fine. I've had 200 subscribers since like the eighth grade. So it's not, <laughs> it's not like a crazy like this has to happen or I'm going to feel like a failure type of goal. But like, I think it would be cool to hit that number, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and so that's kind of my goal is like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And with that, I realized, you know, the main point and the main reason people grow is because they're consistent, which I definitely have not been. Mm-hmm. And hard. so, yeah. And so, you know, my YouTube channel is like my space, um, which I've kind of been cultivating it to be things that I want to share with people that are fun, that make me laugh, that capture memories. Um, and so, you know, my YouTube channel was hashtag poppin when I was in Disney because I'm just <laughs> vlogging Disney and people search for that. And it was so fun and it was easy yeah. to create content. Uh, but now that I'm back home, especially in quarantine, nothing's really going on. And so I was struggling coming up with cool ideas for, you know, I could do a day in the life vlog and call it good, which I'm sure I will when I desperately have no idea what to do. Yeah. No, but with work, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop working at 5 p.m. and then film a bullet journal plan with me because that's what I want to do. And so it's definitely just a mental break for me of like, this is when I'm going to stop working. I will finish working tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And a lot of it is, you know, texting Cece and being like, hey, have you finished this animation? If not, do you want to sit down in the office on Thursday and do it? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I stopped working for the day and I was like, Cece and I will figure out the rest of it tomorrow. Um, And so I think the main tip for me, like doing personal things is make things that make you smile. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of like, there was one day I filmed a ukulele cover. Am I good at ukulele? No, not at all. Um, and then there was another day where I missed Disney a lot. And so I sat down and filmed a video of me going through my DCP memory box, Mm -hmm. um, because that was what made me smile and what made me feel good in that day. And, you know, I can't necessarily plan ahead for that, but that's what I was feeling that day. And it made me happy and it was fun for me to make. Yeah. So it's definitely like my YouTube is now going to be a place where I can just unwind and smile a little bit because gotcha. I'm not constrained by brands or colors. I mean, I kind of am if I want to be, but like, that's my choice. Right. Um, yeah. And so that I know that's kind of the big thing is like, I'm just trying to have fun with it and mm-hmm. make what I want. Awesome. Yeah. So for yeah. you, like your goal of hitting a thousand YouTube subscribers, like you're not, you're not really, at least right now, thinking of it as like, a career step so much yeah, or thinking of it more as purely just enjoyment and fun exactly. and mm-hmm. and fueling the creative process and all that definitely yeah, yeah. I'm, I can I can do it on my time I can film whatever day I want I yeah. can edit it the way I want to I can use whatever fonts I want and that's been really refreshing for me because like I said at work I've kind of been in this bubble of you can use this hex code of maroon <laughs> yeah, and you can use Avenir typeface and that's what you, that's what you're allowed to do. Yep. And that's what you get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. And just to offer kind of like a different view of it, I guess, because for instance, like my personal projects, like we'll just say the album just because that's what we've been talking about today is, um, it is a personal project in the way that nobody is paying me to do it. Like this is something that I am choosing to do and me alone. But at the same time, it is a huge career step for me because now it's going to be a thing that I have to give to venues and to give to possible brands that I might want to be sponsored by to be like, Hey, here's this like big project I did that shows you like what I can do and my capabilities and that that I'm only going to grow from here. And uh, it's really hard sometimes because I can't like with this project in particular, 
I, it is, again, it is me choosing to do it. So it is a personal project, but I also like have to do it in a way. It, it's like, it's, it's kind of hard to describe. I think, I think one thing that's really interesting about being a musician is there's just, there's really not a lot of opportunities for nine to five jobs unless you do like a more administrative role within a music company or something yeah and uh so you're i think the key to being a musician sometimes not not in all cases can really be about how to find enjoyment in your work and and like I, I also think kind of on the same note of what you were saying, like making sure you take time just to play your instrument and mm-hmm. and simply just play it, not be practicing or anything, just playing for fun, not caring about what sounds come out of your mouth or your instrument. You know, that's yeah. also really important. But one thing I'm sure we'll talk about this more because it's something I'm going through so much of lately is just figuring out how to keep your daily work fun and also not feel guilty for having a creative job that you actually do genuinely love. That's like a whole other episode in itself, I think. So we won't <laughs> dive into that. But um, but yeah, that is something I've been thinking a lot about. For sure. For sure. And I mean, being a musician is kind of different than like how I think of quote unquote practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you have your warm-ups and things that you can do and I'm like yeah I'm gonna go practice pole focusing you know like it's yeah. kind of a different realm <laughs> yeah um, totally but I've noticed every once in a while I I've been getting a lot more um photography clients like I did a bunch of graduation stuff and I recently did a smash cake photo shoot for a one-year-old and it's Adorable. been really fun um and I guess doing more photography kind of reminded me why I love film so much because I started as a photographer in middle school I took photography classes all through middle and high school Mm -hmm. um and then when I got to college I was like oh well I feel more drawn to film um so I did a lot of film a lot of movies a lot of documentaries and a lot of animation over college and Mm -hmm. I like I took one or two photography classes but you know I've been there done that I know how to change exposure you know yeah um but doing more photography and still photography lately has kind of reminded me that like, oh, I am a more rounded person because I have these skills too. Totally. Um, I can brand myself as a photographer as well, even though it's not necessarily my specialty, but I still have a love for it and I can hold my own when it comes to it and people will pay for photos. And so it's like, why not brand myself and tell the world that I am more than one thing? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of just to like wrap it up and bring it home I think like I think like what I was saying earlier and what you're saying right now is that like yeah you might not end up being a photographer but like as your full-time gig yeah but taking that time and pursuing that passion and that part of visual media gave you skills that you can use later in your life Absolutely. And and so that's that's like exactly what we've been saying just as far as like just pursue an idea that's interesting you, to you mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. just go for it because it can be useful and that's what starts to shape your original voice too. That's those are the kinds of things that give you your style and make you seem like you have the most original idea ever even if we have discussed that there's like no completely original ideas ever and it's but your original idea is made up of everybody else's original ideas and your specific combination of those ideas really and um yeah so that's awesome I love that you're able to do that (laughs) and go middle school Liz for learning those skills so that adult Liz can make some months and like I got my first camera when I was 11 I got it for my 11th birthday so (laughs) and I always made my friends film like music videos and stuff and looking back I'm like when I was doing that I never thought I would do that as a career you know Mm -hmm. I was just having fun with it yeah and then through high school I was like oh I could do this (laughs) totally totally yeah 
Yeah. Well, this was such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we talked about this today. Definitely. Yeah. I hope people found something useful out of it. Yes, I hope so too. Um, And if you want to hear more episodes about this or maybe there was something we briefly touched on that you'd love us to go more into, we're obviously super down and super pumped to talk about this. So just let us know. Uh, through our Instagram at the Bright Sides Podcast, and we will happily talk about what you want to hear. So yeah, anything, even if it was completely unrelated to that. Yeah, if you're like, I really dig bird watching. Like, we'll we, talk yeah, that. exactly. We obviously know so much about bird watching and can be yeah. really insightful about that. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bird today. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you know what it was. Nope, but I watched the <laughs> heck out of that bird. Let me tell there you. There you go. That's all that matters. That's all we got. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, we? let's do it. Um, do you got a song for me? Yes, I do. And uh, this is going to sound insanely narcissistic, but the <laughs> only music I've been playing this week is my own. To get ready <laughs> <laughs> for. Um, to get ready for my recording. And so that's that's literally all I've been listening to this week. So I would say my song of the week is a song that I wrote and it's called Love Is. And I think it's the song I'm most excited um, for on the album currently, just from the vibraphone recording. So nice. Yay. Um, so yeah, so I won't be able to share that on the Instagram right now. Maybe I'll do a tiny snippet of it that you can post on the story. Okay, yeah, Isn't that'd that be fun. A little teaser. Yeah, just a little tease, you know. A little something-something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my song of the week. Liz, what's your song of the week? Um, So I have been kind of feeling the summer vibes. Mm, yeah. And I've been trying to find like my go-to summer album. Okay. I've been on the I've been on the heart, mm-hmm. and I obviously somehow circled back to Michael Franti. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? For I know summer. for summer vibes, and there is an album that he released this year. Um, it's very good, and I like it a lot. And my favorite song from it is called "Good Shit Happens." Ooh, I love <laughs> that. It's so catchy and really cute, and obviously have the message of like, yeah. Bad shit happens, but good shit happens too. Like that's that's literally a lyric in the song. That's so good. I haven't listened to that. I'll have to listen. Yeah, the the whole the album came out in twenty twenty. So wow, amazing. Wow, you basically have my news today. Then you came out with a new album release. Wow, good job. But Disney news? I I do not. Shockingly, um, (laughs) but I will tell you my new album release. This is one I haven't um. I have not listened to in full yet, but I'm extremely excited about. And I'm planning on writing a blog post about this album, too, uh, for my website, because I do have a website. And um, so maybe we can share that out as well once I go more into it. But um, this album is called Not Our First Goat Rodeo, (laughs) which first off is an amazing title. Great title. And um. So the lineup for this album is Stuart Duncan, Edgar Meyer, Chris Thiele, and Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so Yo-Yo Ma, for anyone that lives under a rock, is an amazing (laughs) cellist. And he's a classical cellist, but he's also really gone into the pop world. And he just does amazing collaborations. Um, I don't know the the first two artists that I named, but um, Chris Thiele is an amazing mandolin player and he's like one of my favorite uh, songwriters musicians ever he's so good he's also in punch brothers and nickel creek we've talked about nickel creek a couple times on yes. um this podcast and he's just incredible and so basically it's this pop folky string quartet and it's super super cool and they have other albums too but um not our first goat rodeo just came out. So I, I think they have that. I think they have another album called Goat Rodeo, which is what they're referencing. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really cool. I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, have not listened through the whole thing, but I'm very excited about it. So nice. That sounds fun. 
Yeah. I love a good mandolin. Oh, Chris Thiele is like my ultimate musician crush. I just love him so much. He's so I good. I love that. He's so good. <laughs> All right, Liz, send us home with some Disney news. All right. This, I had a different piece of Disney news, but like right before we started recording, this piece of Disney news was released. Um, going back on two weeks ago, Disneyland is now pushing back their opening. I knew it. <laughs> yep, yep. I knew uh, it. Yep. They were, uh, they were going to open July 17th, but then they're like, just kidding. And they have not released a new date. So. I, I just knew it was too soon. I like, know. For Southern California, that's way too soon. I know. And I really hope Florida follows suit because Florida is like spiking in cases again now. So. I don't want my old cast member friends who still work there to not, to be in danger. Yeah, totally. So, uh, yeah, I'm very shocked, but also not at the same time. And I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a very good call. Yep. So, yeah. In the world of Mickey. <laughs> oh, well, uh, again, Liz, thank you for this conversation today. It was so yes, good. It was, a, it was a great one. Yeah, I felt really good about it. Please make sure to listen to all of our podcast episodes. We release every Tuesday morning so that you can have them for your little morning drive, your little morning <laughs> breakfast. Uh, we release on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you really like really silly pictures of Rosie and I, come hang out on our Instagram, as Rosie said earlier. It's at the Bright Sides podcast um every wednesday i post the um songs that we recommend from the episode before and then i'm also in the midst of creating a spotify playlist that has all of our song recommendations so if you really just want to listen to what we're listening to that's a great place to do so yes that's such a good idea i'm so happy you thought of that i love it's gonna that. be fun yeah it's really random <laughs> it's got some really random stuff on there yeah it's good though it's all good yeah. stuff absolutely hang out awesome well liz i hope you have a great night so good to talk to you you too bud okay i'll see you later sounds good see you next time bye bye